from One World Trade Center, where we can't figure out a 401k, but we can fill out a fantasy lineup. Welcome to the Golf Digest Fantasy Podcast. Welcome back to the Golf Digest Fantasy Fix Podcast. We have a big week this week on tap with the Memorial Tournament. And uh, I'm once again joined by Joel Beal, who is actually an expert on Muirfield Village. Joel, you've played it a couple times. Tell, tell us about the course. First of all, don't pander to me. You know <laughs> you know exactly what's up. For our listeners, Alex and I had a tea time this weekend. Oh, one which was canceled at the last second because somebody got an invite to wing foot. That is true. No remorse. I'm sorry. I, I I'm sorry, Joel. You uh, you of all people though understood what 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 I was going through. I had I had to do it. Band of Brothers. Watch <laughs> it sometime. <laughs> well, as for Muirfield though, as for Muirfield, you'll hear the comparison to Augusta National a lot, which. Sure. A li- there's some truth to it, to be honest with you. The comparison's more of how Jack runs the tournament. He's basing it more off the Masters rather than any design elements from Augusta National. Really, the course does, is a lot more parallel to Scioto, which is also in Columbus. Basically, Muirfield is more of a shot maker's course. It's a second shot type course. The greens aren't really that severely contoured, so if you get anywhere near the pin, you have a really good shot at birdie. Uh, depending on the weather, the rough can be pretty tenacious. So... Yeah, you look at the years past, you look for an accurate accurate tee ball and a nice second shot. You'll see some putters who don't aren't exactly lighting the world on fire when at Muirfield. So I think that's I think you'll see our picks kind of predicate off off that strategy. Sure. Um interesting to note the purse for this year's tournament there's a thirty three percent increase uh to up to eight point five million dollars this year. The winner will get one point five three million. Uh, if you win this event, you get a three-year exemption on tour. It's, it, so this is a big deal. It's not, it's not your run-of-the-mill PGA Tour event, um, and uh, as it should be. I mean, we have Jack Nicholas as the host, and obvi- I think Jack won that in his entire career, one point five million. Yeah, pr- exactly, probably. So, um, but uh, and and it's also technically in Dublin, Ohio, which, as many people may know, is where Wendy's was founded. So a, a historic, and I've seen that Wendy's. It's I think it's been torn down, sadly, but. That is that is a landmark. I've actually hit Dave Thomas's house before. Wow. Yep. With with a golf ball? Yep, at or, or eggs. Oh, no. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know what you were doing God. in your youth, your rebel youth, Joel. Um, nope. wow, that is amazing. Yep, nice little slice. I think it was third hole Sayota. So, yep, a little strat. <laughs> All right, well, let's uh, kick it off with uh, our picks. We're going to as usual do our studs, our duds and and give you a sleeper for this week's event. So, Joel, kick it off. Yeah, you I think the, in the weeks past, I've avoided the real superstar names, but I'm kind of breaking trend this week and mm. going with Jordan Spieth. And I know it's a very trendy pick after what he just did at Colonial, but I think this last week, it, it was more than an aberration. He's not in a slump. If you look at his numbers and like his shots gained off tee, shots gained around the green and putting, all have improved over where he was last year. Driving distance is up. Uh, birdie, Everton, scrambling numbers are up. So clearly this is the guy who, even the media wants to talk about, What's wrong with Jordan Spieth? Clearly the numbers, even before last week, said he was fine. Um, he has had success in Columbus, finished third here last season. Uh, not, not a surprise, given as we just talked about earlier. This is a, a second-shot type course, and Spieth's one of the better iron players. But I'm going with Spieth for another reason. Uh, if you remember last summer, Spieth, you know, in the midst of that Grand Slam run, decided to play the John Deere Classic for a simple reason. He made a commitment. And when you make a commitment, Alex, you have to stand by it. <laughs> 
Spieth is a man of his Jeez. word, and that's a principle you could learn from, which is why I'm going Jordan Spieth. Wow, these are uh, getting killed here. This is unexpected. Uh, yeah, Jordan Spieth, bold pick there by Joel. Uh, no, but you, you're right. You have stayed away from the superstar. I have not stayed away from the superstar pick so far, and I'm going to keep that trend going. I am going with Ohio resident Jason Day. Now, Jason's obviously from Australia, but he's lived in Ohio since marrying uh, his beautiful wife, Ellie. He is basically as Americanized as you can get. He's a huge Cleveland uh, Cavs fan. He goes huge to a Buckeye lot of games. Huge well. Buck, exactly. You see him wearing the Ohio State hat. So it's about time he gets it done in what is now his home state. Uh, now, amazingly, his track record is is terrible at Muirfield Village. Uh, T27 is his best result in seven trips there. But again, th- that was before he became the legend of Jason Day, which is what we'll just call him right now. He's won seven of his past 17 events, including his last start at the Players. Um, you know, only a handful of golfers have done that in the past 50 years. So he's certainly the number one player in the world right now, and uh, it's tough not to pick him any week. I think in the past, too, you've seen him kind of struggle with the duties of not only you know playing in your hometown fan, but there's a lot of host duties as mm-hmm. well. It sounds like he's kind of cutting back on those off-course commitments this week. I think a more focused day is definitely – I think you're going to see some good things from him this week. Um, I'll I'll go with my next pick as well. I'll keep the superstar train rolling with Ricky Fowler, who almost had his breakout win here back in 2010 when it was his first start at Mirrorfield Village. He uh, was, the co- was the leader through 54 holes, stumbled on Sunday – uh, but finished solo second. Of course, since then he's be you know become one of the best players in the game. And of course, earlier in the year we were talking about the Big Four and and this and that. And what, what should he be in that conversation? He's cooled off a little uh, in recent months, but I think this is a track where he can get it back on track. And you know we talk about the Big Three. All three of them are playing this week. All three of them won their last starts. We have the U.S. Open coming up. How much? excitement could there be if Ricky Fowler were to somehow win and you'd have all four of them kind of coming in on a, on a hot streak I mean I, I know our bosses will love it I mean the page yeah. would be through the roof <laughs> <laughs> be fantastic exactly uh, but yeah you're right it's obviously he's had success here before but definitely in terms of how how well he hits the ball off the tee and how straight he is it just seems like this court it's amazing he hasn't done better here really in his past so yeah I'm with you on Fowler this week who you got number two I'm going one of the hottest guys on tour, and Matt Kuchar. Third yeah. at Players, third at Byron Nelson, came in sixth last week at Colonial. If you want to extend it a little further, he has five top tens in his past seven events. Amazingly, he somehow sits 20th in FedEx, which seems like he's been one of the you know, five, ten best guys on tour this year. But anyway, uh, he hasn't missed a cut at Muirfield Village since 2003. Uh, he's a past champion, won it in 2013. Uh, also second place finish and, and five, five top tens in Dublin. So clearly this is a place that speaks to him. And, and since we're on the subject of Kuchar, not only he's a, he's a fan favorite, but a favorite among his tour pro tour peers, I should say. I pose to you, Judas. Uh, which <laughs> tour player would you most like to hang out with for the day? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, well, I, you know, Rory McIlroy just seems like a cool dude to me. Right? I, I I just like I like what he's about. Um, I I like watching him play golf, but he just the way he carries himself. He seems like a cool dude. We know he lets loose. We know he loves Jaeger. You know he you know gets a little sloppy with that stuff. So um, he, he's you know outside of the 
commitment to the gym, which obviously you and I both don't share <laughs> share that, especially me. Uh, outside of that, he does seem like a really cool guy, and he can let loose a little. What about yourself? I'm with you. I, I was, besides Cooch, I'd think I might go Graham McDowell just because. He oh has, yeah, he's yeah. He has his own beer, so yeah. What more do you need? And he's got a few restaurants. That's so true. That's all. That's the way to my heart. That's true. My stomach. Northern Ireland man, right? cranking out really cool <laughs> dudes uh, on tour. Yeah. So Shane Lowry, I, Irishman. Oh, yeah. Another another. These guys are they're fun. Um, Definitely, probably would go with the European, though, right? Yeah. They, they seem or like, an Australian. Let's or an Australian. One of those yeah. guys. Yeah, that's true. Um, back to the picks. My third spot will go to the guy who's taking up the third spot in the marquee group this week, and that is Justin Thomas. Now, Justin is going to be playing alongside Rory McIlroy and Jordan Spieth the first two rounds. A lot of people thought the big three would be paired together. Unfortunately, they're not. Um for whatever reason, but Justin Thomas is a pretty good fill-in. Obviously, he finished uh, T3 at the players in his last start. He has four top threes this season, so he, you know, he's an emerging star as well, and um, that should be a good group, and I'm sure he can't wait to get asked again about being one of Jordan Spieth's best friends. I really want him just to get another signature winner his belt just to get out of that shadow. I, I yeah. always feel bad for the guy until I realize he's, you know, a multi-millionaire yes. at age 22. And, yeah. yeah things have to, but, exactly. yeah, you're right. He he definitely has the game to actually be mentioned, those those type of guys. Sometimes when you have these emerging superstars, it's almost the hype's almost too much than the actual performance. But I think Thomas is one of those guys who the bite actually matches the bark. Um, but, yeah, now going back to my picks, because let's be honest, that's all people really care about. Uh, <laughs> I'm going Hideki Matsuyama. Not only did he win his inaugural appearance in Dublin in 2014, he followed that up last year with a fifth-place showing. Uh, gone under par in every round he's played at Muirfield. He's also coming with his A game, uh, top 10 at the Masters and Players Championship this year. Look at past results. The, guy that really, the guys that play well here are strong iron play, players, label that fits Matsuyama well. I think he ranks third in strokes gained approaches. So since I really have nothing else to add, I guess I should ask, how did you play at Wingfoot? Oh, wow. Well, it was probably one of the rounds of my life. I had the flat stick going, as they say. Uh-huh. I'll take you through the, you know, maybe it won't bore everybody, but I will take you through hole by hole later. Please don't. <laughs> <I'll> just... <laughs> Who do you got? Um, Next pick. My fourth and final pick in my lineup, uh, just to keep the streak going of picking a Masters of None team member. Bounce and that's, back week for that's us. That's Joel and our fantasy team. We finished second last week. Not a great Sunday, but still finished second. Uh, I'm going back to Chris Kirk. Uh, he has a T4 here in 2014, and more importantly, five top 15s in his last eight starts. So he's been playing well. He's been helping our fantasy team out, and now I'm picking him, so hopefully he will help your squad as well. Who yeah. you got number four? So this is more of a sleeper pick. I also want to go one-and-done selection. That's Luke Donald. Hmm. Um, you know, playing all right this spring, played second at Hilton Head and 13th the following week at Texas Open. I am a bit worried about Donald's schedule. He played at the BMW Championship last week in England, which uh, I don't know if you know this, Alex, but England is in Europe, and this week's tournament's in Ohio. It's not the easiest commute for Luke Donald. However, he does have a nice track record at Muirfield Village, five top 25s in his last six appearances. If you're looking for a cheap, dependable option in a salary cap league, I think Donald's the way to go. Okay, well, I'm going to toss out a sleeper there as well, and that's Kevin Chappell. Uh, He has a runner-up here back in 2013. He actually has three runner-ups on the season already. Still looking for that first win on PGA Tour, but obviously getting close. And uh, I think he's a little undervalued here, especially since this is a very solid field. Got a lot of big names before you get down to a guy like Kevin Chappell, but I think there's good value 
with him down there. What? Who are you staying away from this week? I'm staying away from Phil Mickelson. As well as he plays at Augusta, it just hasn't transferred that performance to Columbus. Only one top 10 here since 2006. Um, really not playing that great year this year. He, although he finished fourth in Charlotte, he's missed three of his past four cuts. Moreover, when I think of Mickelson, I think of his collapse at wing foot, which just to confirm, you did play there this weekend. I did. Correct? All right. I bogeyed and, 18, uh, not doubled. So Yeah, I'm sure yeah. Phil would take that. He would. Anyway, I don't want to think about you any more than I have to, so which is why I'm keeping Mickelson on the bench this week. I, I'm actually going to stay away from a guy who I've picked a couple times in recent weeks, and that's Rory McIlroy. You know, he's got a really interesting track record here. He's had three top 15s uh, highlighted by a, a solo fifth, but uh, he's also had three rounds of 78 or higher in the last three years, uh, including in 2014 when he went 63-78 in back-to-back rounds to, to start that event. So... Just it, it's you mentioned the comparison to Augusta. That's kind of the track record we've seen from Rory at Augusta too, with these crazy bad uh, nine-hole stretches that just you know ruin his tournament. So for that reason, just a little too much volatility for me. I'm going to stay away from him. Also, we I want to mention just some fantasy news. Other big names: Justin Rose has actually withdrawn from this event due to a back injury, a lingering back injury. And he's actually hinted that the U.S. Open might even be in jeopardy for him. And obviously, as a 2013 winner at Marion, he figured to be one of the favorites at Oakmont. So Yeah, not a surprise drawing out this week. He missed the BMW last week mm-hmm. in, in his home country. But, yeah, I think the fact that he's out this week as well it really does put his open, open chances in. You look at this game, he, he's a guy who you'd think would play really well at Oakmont. So that could be a really big blow to the tournament. All right, well. That uh, that does it for our picks this week. Uh, we wish you good luck. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. And uh, please check us out on Twitter as well. I'm at Alex Myers 3 on Twitter. Joel is at Joel M. Beal. And uh, hopefully by the time you hear us next week, Joel won't be mad at me anymore for skipping out on our round. Yeah, All right. Chance. Thanks a lot. See you next week. Please check us out on iTunes and subscribe there. Uh, We will be back next week, like every week, to to break down the field. And uh, I'm at Alex Myers 3, and Joel is at Joel M. Beal. So check us out there. You get get some other uh, stuff as well besides fantasy picks.